Welcome to the Catholic Truth Podcast, where we teach and preach the truth of the Catholic faith without compromise and without apology. We want to give you high energy and non-boring Catholicism, where anyone at any time can come to know exactly what the Catholic Church teaches and why. We do apologetics, spirituality, other religions, our culture, and more. Most of all, we want to inspire you, inform you, and help you to know, love, and live your Catholic faith with purpose and passion. We are Catholic Truth. It is October, Halloween, devils, ghosts, demons, all of that sort of thing. So we are going to be talking a little bit about that this month. Of course, for the world, they celebrate that, but as Christians, we do not. And many people get into the occult, which is the doorway to darkness, to another realm that you really don't want to enter. And many people even enter it innocently, and they don't even realize it. So we're going to be speaking about the occult, and astrology, and tarot cards, and Ouija boards, and mediums, and psychics. So here we go. When I was about 10 years old, I was running around the house as fast as my little legs would carry me, and I was running with two other friends. My first friend ran by his dog. My second friend ran by the dog. I then ran around the corner and saw a big dog. And for some reason, he didn't take the first two, but for me, he lunged at me from behind, sunk his claws into the back of my big puffy winter coat, and dragged me backwards. And the next minute, all I remember is bites and snarls and tears and a very, very scary moment where somehow, by some miracle, I pulled myself out from under this dog and I ran away across the street back to the house uh, to where my mom was and I was crying. My whole coat was torn apart and ripped to shreds. And thankfully, I had that big bubble winter coat protecting me. Otherwise, I may have been mauled or worse. And Padre Pio, who is a saint in the Catholic Church, who had many dealings with the devil and often did battle against the devil. He said that the devil is like a rabid dog tied to a chain. And he cannot strike you because he's tied to the chain unless you put yourself in his striking distance. And many people knowingly and unknowingly put themselves in his striking distance through occultic practices like Ouija boards and mediums and seances and psychics and tarot cards and astrology and so much more. So we're going to be talking about what this is, what it means, why it's wrong, why it goes against God, and how you can fix it if you have participated in it in the past. So what is the occult and why is it condemned in the Bible, by the Catholic Church, and by God? I mean, this is serious because this is exactly what leads to the doorways of darkness. It opens up doorways to other realms that you don't want to open. So what is the occult? Here's what it is. The term occult pertains to knowledge of secret, paranormal, or supernatural powers, which may include Wicca and witchcraft, magic, Ouija boards, fortune-telling, seances, divination, astrology, tarot cards, crystals, and other spiritual practices that attempt to either foresee the future, contact the dead, or take part in paranormal activity that is not from God. These things might not only be dangerous to our lives, but to our immortal souls. Now, some people don't mean to get into the occult. Maybe they were just sad, or their grandmother died, or they wanted to go to an astrologer, or to a medium, or to a seance. They just wanted to see if their grandmother was alive, or made it to heaven. Maybe they just wanted to figure out their life and try to figure out the constellations in the skies or whatnot. And whatever it is, people might get into this innocently, but the devil does not care about 
innocence. Like the dog didn't care that I ran around the house and was innocent. I wasn't doing anything to the dog. I didn't hurt the dog. I was just playing with the friends. But he grabbed me even though I was innocent. And the devil can grab us too and harm us physically and spiritually and even maybe eternally if we get into these practices too deeply. Father Gabriel Lamorth, who was the chief exorcist of Rome for 30 years and worked with people who were possessed and had demonic activity, tens of thousands of them. He's one of the most authoritative sources on this topic. And he talks about the occult and how dangerous it is to get into the occult. Listen to what he says. There are many ways to contract a bond with the devil through carelessness. For instance, when we visit magicians or card readers, committed to magic practices, we forge a bond with them and through them with a demon. The same is true when we befriend practitioners of necromancy or spiritualists and seances. We also risk developing ties with the demon by practicing the occult, basing our actions on a careless use of a pendulum or the horoscope and so on. All of these bonds must be severed. So again, this is an exorcist who sees people getting into these things all the time and attracting demonic activity, even maybe a little or possibly a lot, and everything in between. And he's telling us to stay away from these things. And if you have got into them, to, then to get away. Why? Because every time we try to get into astrology or fortune telling or psychics or horoscopes or mediums, we're trying to divine the future. We're trying to uncover knowledge for ourselves that God has not given us in a way that is not from God. Remember that the Bible in Exodus chapter 20 verse 3 says that God alone is God, the Almighty, and that you shall have no other gods before him. In other words, we have to put God first. God has to be first in our life. And he is almighty. He is all-powerful. He's all-knowing. He's omniscient. He's everything. And he can at any time reveal to you some secret knowledge or something that you would need to know or the future or something about yourself or even hidden knowledge. God can reveal it to you if he wants to. But even if he doesn't, or even if we don't follow him or hear him or feel like he's guiding our life, that does not mean we can go to some spurious or counterfeit way of trying to divine or figure out the future or uncover stuff that God has not given to us. We have to remember that God is not the universe. He's not energy. He's not this impersonal force. He's a personal relational being that wants to have a relationship with you. He's your father who created you out of love in the first place and he wants to lead your life. He wants to guide your life. He wants to be in relationship with you, which is why he wants you to come to him and not to go to all of these other things, especially since many of these other things are oftentimes from demons and can hurt you spiritually. He wants to guide you, heal you, help you, renew you, and bring you the happiness and fulfillment that you want in your life. But not following God his way or choosing to trust in other things other than him or find other avenues other than him, that's not putting God first. That's breaking the first commandment, which is not worshiping idols, not worshiping anything else, putting God first, worshiping him above all things. And worse, it's saying, I don't need you, God, and I don't even trust you. I'm going to go somewhere else to get my answers. I don't need you. So again, not only does this break the first commandment, but it breaks God's heart. 
That's the most important part is that it breaks God's heart. He wants a relationship with you and he wants you to trust in his divine plan. This is so important, especially as Christians, we need to trust God, even if it doesn't make sense, even if he doesn't answer our prayers. And many times he doesn't because we don't pray that much. We don't listen that much. We don't seek him out that much. We only give him a little bit. Maybe we go to church on Sundays. Maybe we pay attention. Maybe we throw a few prayers up here and there, but most of our prayer lives really aren't deep. But I guarantee you that if you come deep and you really know love and live for Jesus Christ, he will not only change your life, but he will give you wisdom and knowledge and peace and guidance. And I know that from myself and from my own life and from someone who God didn't answer my prayers for a long time until I came to know him and now he answers them and I feel fulfilled in him. But for those who don't follow him, who push him away and say, we don't need you, we're going to go serve other gods, it's serious. Listen to what the Bible says. There shall not be found among you anyone who practices divination, a soothsayer, which is like an astrologer or a fortune teller, uh, a sorcerer, a charmer, a medium, or a wizard, or a necromancer. For whoever does these things is an abomination to the Lord, and these abominable practices are being driven out before you by God. And that's from Deuteronomy 18, 10 through 12. And the Catholic Church condemns the exact same things in paragraph 2116 of the Catholic Catechism of the Catholic Church. Now, how dangerous can this be? Well, have you seen the movie The Exorcist? You know, the one where the girl's head spins around 360 degrees? Yeah, that didn't happen, but the movie The Exorcist is based on a true story. And in the movie, it was a girl, but in real life, it was a boy. And he got possessed by playing with a Ouija board. He probably did so innocently, but he got possessed by a demon. It was one of the most famous possession cases in all of history. In fact, the boy was a Lutheran, and the Lutheran pastor saw this boy because the mom brought him to the pastor. And when he saw the boy, he was freaked out. He said, uh, we don't deal with that here. Bring him to the Catholics. They deal with that sort of thing. So she brought him to a Catholic priest. And the Catholic priest monitored him for two years, wrote everything down when he levitated, when he fell off the bed levitating, if he had supernatural powers or anything like that. He wrote it all down. And that's where the story, The Exorcist, the movie came from. And after two years, he started doing the exorcism with another priest. And you know the whole story. I mean, at the end of the movie, I mean, a lot of the movie's fake, of course. It's Hollywood. But it is based on a true story where someone got innocently into something that affected their life. At the end of the movie, spoiler alert, the priest is trying to cast out the demon and he can't. And so he finally jumps on the girl and starts punching her in the face and says, take me, possess me, take me. And all of a sudden the demon comes into the priest. He goes crazy and jumps out a second story window to his death and then roll credits. The movie ends and people don't sleep for weeks because <laughs> priests can't get rid of the demon. But of course that didn't happen. In real life, there is a documentary called In the Grip of Evil, which we have here at Catholic Truth. And in this documentary, it's the real life account of what happened in the movie The Exorcist. They actually did cast out the demon at the end of the movie. This little boy was like 10 years old and he was so strong that it took five people to carry him and to hold him down. Five grown men. In fact, at one point, he was handcuffed and ripped out the handcuffs from the bed, pulled a spring out from the bed and slashed the priest from the wrist to the shoulder. And he ended up having to go to the hospital and get hundreds of stitches. And another priest had to come in and finish the exorcism, but they, and they had to make him Catholic. But in the end, St. Michael came down from heaven and came into the kid and the kid was convulsing and you hear this loud voice saying, my name is Michael and you will leave this boy now. And all of a sudden the kid convulses some more and then whoosh, 
gone forever. The demon never came back. And the boy is still alive today. So it actually is a true story. And it shows the power of God still working. Just as Michael cast the devil out by the power of God in Revelation chapter 12, so Michael again was allowed to cast the devil out here, which is why priests often invoke Michael in exorcisms. So there is a battle for our souls, people. There is good and there is evil. There is light and there is darkness. There is heaven and there is hell. And there is only one life to choose. Don't get duped. Don't go down the wrong path. Don't follow these false counterfeit doorways which will lead you astray into realms that you don't want to open. Now, what happens if you have been involved in something like astrology or the occult or some aspect? Now, if you're just reading a newspaper and you don't even take it seriously, that might probably won't do anything. I mean, we're going to have a whole video coming up very soon, maybe this week or the next week, on astrology, so you can know exactly the problems with that and why it's fake and why sometimes it's even real, and that's the even more scary one. But what if you have gotten into some of these things, some occult practices? What should you do? First, turn back to God in prayer. Get down on your knees. Reject any and all occult practices from your life now and in the past. Reject it. Say, I don't want to have anything to do with it, God. I reject it. I choose you from now on, and I want to live for you. Simultaneously, you want to go to confession. Make an appointment with a really good priest and tell the priest these things, and he can forgive your sins. In fact, Father Gabriel Amorth says that confession is more powerful than exorcism. More powerful than exorcism if you go to confession and receive the Eucharist because you literally root out all darkness. You root up all the sin. You root up all the devil's grasp upon you by going and making a really deep, devout confession. And then when you receive the Eucharist, you are receiving the light of lights, the King of kings, the Lord of lords into your soul through the Eucharist. So the confession and the Eucharist are super powerful in the fight against evil. And even all exorcists will say that. So the sacraments, very powerful. Prayer, a necessity. Praying to St. Michael, the St. Michael prayer, and even other spiritual warfare prayers are good. In addition, you want to probably pray the rosary, which is a powerful prayer against evil. Reading the Bible, the more spiritual things you can do, it'll help you. And you can check out our video on demonic possession and the five levels of demonic possession if you're more interested in that because many people think that, oh, well, I don't want to get possessed, but the devil can attack us in other ways. And we show that the rosary and Eucharist and these things are powerful allies against this. And we show that exorcism sometimes takes a long time because when we get into demonic stuff and the devil possesses us, we're going the wrong way. So God's not going to just fix it lest we just say, oh, thanks God and leave. No, he's going to work on us over time. It's like the baseball bat. Exorcists say, take a baseball bat to the devil every time an exorcism happens and it beats him up a little bit at a time, weakens him more and more. And over time, he becomes weak and leaves and you simultaneously are learning to grow in your faith, pray a lot, develop a good relationship with Jesus and have the good habits that you need to stay close to Jesus now and forever. So check out that video on demonic possession if you are interested. And finally, try to uproot sin from your life and stay faithful to God. Read spiritual books, watch spiritual videos. We have a whole playlist of spiritual videos. All of these things, the more you do these things, the more you're putting yourself in the light and the less the devil can have a hold on you. The more we sin, the more we get into demonic stuff, the more we get into the occult, the more he can have a hold on us because we're putting ourselves in his striking distance. So choose Christ, live for Christ. And the more you live for Christ, the less the devil can harm you. And ask Christ to watch over you, protect you, surround you, be with you. Pray the St. Patrick prayer, which is asking 
asking Christ to be above you, below you, around you, in you, through you, and just to make Christ your all in all in all things. 